0: And welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'll be joined by Bob Lowry. And we're going to do the final episode on the chemical myths. We're going to cover trichlor, why people think that is the strongest chlorine at 99%. And we're also going to cover calhypo and how much calcium calhypo is actually adding to your pool water. So stay tuned for the answers to these two common chemistry myths. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And here's one that I hear all the time, and you probably hear this too, that um, the trichlor is the strongest chlorine because it has 99%... Um, chlorine. And so it's the strongest chlorine product out there, stronger than liquid, stronger than Cal Hypo because of that 99% number that's on. Well, probably not nowadays because of the cheaper tablets that are out there that are like 91% or 89%. Um, but still, that percentage throws people off and they think, wow, this stuff is super strong and um, the other chlorine, I'm I'm not getting my money's worth out of it. What do you say to that kind of myth about that 99%, 99% number that's thrown out there?
1: Well, first of all, um, there is no chlorine product that has ninety nine percent chlorine in it. they And they don't mean to deceive you but but there are a number of ways of stating different things, and part of it has to do with what happened many years ago when they started measuring chlorine. The fact was that when you put chlorine gas in water that it is hundred percent chlorine, correct? you put it in water and so it makes some amount of free chlorine in the pool and then they use that as a gauge to gauge everything else how it compared to liquid chlorine i mean to uh, gas chlorine well the fact of the matter is you chlorine gas is two atoms of chlorine when you put it in water One atom of chlorine makes HOCl. The other atom of chlorine makes HCl without the O in it. And HCl is acid. So one of them makes the killing form of chlorine and the other one doesn't. But they assigned it a value of 100. Okay, so chlorine gas is 100% even though in reality, it's only 50%. Mm-hmm. And as a result, when you compare everything else, they literally have to double it so that they can get the comparison correct. When a label says, first of all, it's 99% chlorine, what they're referring to is that it is 99% of that Chemical product, the the whole word. That's not the amount of chlorine in it. It's 99% pure trichlor. Mm -hmm. And somewhere on the label it will say that it provides available chlorine of ninety percent or ninety-two percent or ninety-one point five or something. Most of them are between ninety and ninety-two. Some might say ninety-three. But it is basically 99% pure trichlor that provides about 90 to 92% available chlorine. And the word available chlorine is on the label because that's how it compares with a pound of gas chlorine. When you see a label that says it provides 90% available chlorine, What that actually means is that it's 45% chlorine, 45% chlorine, and 55% cyanuric acid, and that's the way it's made. And when you see a label that says that it's 65%, then it's it's actually 32.5% chlorine by weight. But when you put it in water, as it compares with a pound of gas chlorine, it provides 65% of what a pound of, of gas chlorine does. When you see 99%, it is referring to the purity of the ingredient
0: and not the amount of chlorine in the tenant. And I think that's a big thing that people miss when they see that label because they automatically correlate that pure trichlor 99% as being that powerful chlorine. They don't Technically,
1: bother, you could say, if you saw Cal-hypo, it could actually say 99% calcium hypochlorite. Yeah. And then somewhere else on the label, it will say provides 65% available chlorine.
0: Got it. Makes perfect sense. I mean, if you if you analyze what you just said there, it makes perfect sense, but it takes a little bit of thinking. and people don't do that, they just read the label and they assume... You know, opposite of what you just said there. Um, and then this last one, I think you touched on it when we talked about how liquid chlorine adds salt to the pool. But I hear this all the time that Cal Hypo doesn't add a lot of calcium to the pool in the scheme of things because you're only adding a small part per million of it. And, you know, it's, it's not a big deal to use Cal Hypo. And Cal Hypo is really big in Florida and it was big here in California for a while. I think it's pretty big in Texas as far as using CalHypo. I think they even make CalHypo in Texas there too with the dichlor. So CalHypo, just to clarify, it does add a good amount of calcium to the pool over time, over usage. If you're adding, let's just say the pool tech is taking care of a pool and they're adding two pounds to a pool a week, 15,000 or 10,000 gallon pool, they're adding a lot of CalHypo there or even the CalHypo tablets that are still dissolving. What's your take again on that? the calcium being added by Calhypo.
1: Probably the best way to, to explain it, as we have with, with explaining about trichlor, um, the best way to explain it is each 10 parts per million of chlorine that you add to the pool. That way we don't have to say a pound in a 10,000-gallon yeah. pool or a pound in a 15,000-gallon pool. What size is the pool? You know, this way we're saying for each 10 parts per million that you add to a pool, you're going to add 7 parts per million of calcium. And you can figure it out yourself. So if you put in a pound of of CalHypo and it gives you 6 parts per million and you add another part and it gives you then 12 parts per million, uh, you've increased the, the calcium level by about, eight parts per million in your pool so you can figure it out from that
0: yeah and so if you're in california where the tap water is like 400 parts per million of calcium already right um using cal hypo i think one reason why it's not super popular here is because the pool tech noticed right away that you're getting a you know a calcium ring and you're you're adding a lot of calcium to the pool maybe in florida i think their water is a lot softer the calcium hardness is not nearly that coming out of the tap yeah um but in areas like California, I don't really use a lot of it. I mean, I'm using it this season because I can't find liquid. Um, right. But on a, on a regular basis, I don't really use Cal Hypo as my go-to sanitizer, mainly for the fact that you know all the pools are at four or five hundred calcium hardness already.
1: And I I understand that, and I think that you should also understand that there are five or six different percentage of, of available chlorine of calcium hypochlorite products. And I have seen them as high as 75%. Most commonly when it's in the 70s is 73% cal hypo. I've seen 65% cal hypo. I've seen 48%. I've seen 43 And I think that the calcium hypochlorite tablets, the new ones, not the old ones, the CCH kind of tablets, but the, the new tablets that are out there are about 48% chlorine. And that is meaningful because you're going to have to to use more of it because it's only 48% versus, say, 90% for trichlor. So, and that was the purpose of them making those percentages is so you can do some comparisons. And the comparison is that if the label says it's 48 and the label says it's 90, you're talking about one being almost twice as more than the other, pound for pound. Yeah. So if you put in a pound of one, you need two pounds of the other one to make up to form them to be equal. So it's a way of comparison. The And the part that isn't chlorine is something that's going to end up either as TDS or cal-hypo. So my my suspicion is that the forty eight percent probably has about the same amount of calcium in it, but then the rest of it is is chloride mm-hmm. and sodium. Got it. Um, so you're going to increase TDS and cal hypo.
0: And what are, you mean in calcium, right?
1: I and calcium. I'm sorry.
0: I can I can pretty much tell you that's true about adding more of the Cal hypotabalus equal trichlor. And my testing, I'm going to say that um, four Cal hypotablets is about equal to using two trichlor tablets in a pool. And the Cal Hypo tablets are pretty expensive. So um, if you're going to switch to Cal tabs you know, budget for that because they're not cheap tablets to, to use in your pool. And you have to use probably the double amount that you would use for the trichlor. The only benefit of the Cal tablets, I think, is there's no stabilizer or cyanuric acid in them, but they are they are pretty pricey. I think mainly because there's only one one or one manufacturer that makes that cell-dissolving cal tablet.
1: Right. I did make a a uh, an Excel spreadsheet that I've given to practically anybody that wants it that you can put in uh, the size container that you buy and the amount you paid for it and it will calculate the amount of money for the equivalent of a pound of pure chlorine. And then you can do it for each of the kinds of chlorine and figure out which chlorine is the cheapest for you to use. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just a little small spreadsheet. I haven't um, been able to figure out how to get it on my website so it can be downloaded for free there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a method or something, I'd be glad to give it to you so yeah. you can
0: distribute it to your uh, to your listeners if you'd like. I can definitely if you send it over to me, I can definitely put it on my site uh, on your yeah. pages, on your pages where you have your, your information. Again, your website pci.org has a lot of your tech bulletins that you write. It also has Yeah the- it's PCTI dot online. Yeah, PCTI uh, dot online.
1: online. Yeah. yeah,
0: it can confusing. These websites with the, the dot whatever now um, gets really confusing. Yeah. Um, but thanks again um, for your time on this. And I, I think the what if one was kind of interesting because it answered a lot of questions for people. And these common myths definitely are, are necessary to unpack because they get propagated out there and then they just become kind of truth in the industry in some way, just like the one that I hear, I've heard probably for 30 years now, that you can't use chlorine in a in a hot tub that's using bromine tabs. Um, we've debunked that one in a previous episode before too, and that's been around since I started pool service. Yeah. And I don't know where that one came from, and I hear it from everybody. And I even get comments sometimes like, "Hey, you can't use liquid chlorine in a hot tub." Um, <laughs> and so these things turn into truths in a way. Yeah. You, know, if you don't yeah. if you don't spend time debunking them. So, again, I thank you for that. And the listeners really appreciate all the information you give them in these podcasts. They're the most popular series that I have, all the ones that I have with you. If you look at the numbers, are the most popular podcasts that I have recorded. And, you know, you're, you're a big personality in the industry, whether you think you are or not. People like your material and they quote you everywhere now. It's like, as Bob Lowry said, so I hope you appreciate or feel honored by the quotes from people that they preface everything by saying Bob Lowry says this. So that you know that that means something to someone in the industry for as long as you have been in it.
1: Well, I've been around a long time, and you know, in my career, I've gone from who is he to he's a a uh, a jerk to he's a an idiot to I think he's crazy. Is he really a chemist? I've <laughs> I've heard practically everything from he's a maverick to to all kinds of things, and probably in the last uh two to five years I've gone from being a maverick to being a genius. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, funny. Uh, you know it's uh it's one of those things where you know I wrote a whole book about pool chemistry and if you look at the CPO manual there's there's 34 guys with PhDs that wrote that book and and there's one of me <laughs> you know and and so uh, I've got all of that knowledge, and, and I've been able to pass it along to people, and I'm glad to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, again, we appreciate your time, and I, I don't know how many of these we've recorded, but we'll keep going as long as you want to keep recording them and sure. putting them out there. And so I wish you the best over there in Peru. All right. And we'll talk okay, to you David. next time.
1: Thanks. We'll see you next time. All right. Take care.
0: Okay. Bye. And I hope you found that helpful. And again, there are a lot of myths out there in the industry and it's always good to talk to Bob Lowry as he debunks these in a very scientific and of course, coming from a background of being a chemist, he does it in a way that's really scientific and effective in showing that some of these myths that we believe all these years are just not true. And if you're looking for more of Bob Lowry's material, you can find it on his website at PCTI.online and you can find the other podcasts that I recorded with Bob Lowry If you go to my website, SwimmingProLearning.com, on the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to the podcast indexing site. and You can find more episodes that I recorded at Bob Lowry there. If you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at PoolGuyCoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless.
1: The Pool Guy Podcast Show.